Welcome to Electric Liberty Land here on the Lions of Liberty podcast, your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty with your host, Brian McWilliams. Welcome, welcome. Well, if you're watching the live feed, which nobody, oh, maybe some people are now, I, uh, I, I boomered that intro up. I uh, switched midstream after the intro because we have multiple StreamYard profiles here. And I was like, where's all my fucking shit? Because I have like other clips and stuff in here queued up. All gone. I'm like, where I, I got to switch it to something different, obviously. Not realizing it would switch the entire show off and to another platform. You'd think just- It's all very on brand. All very on brand. I like to keep it real for the people out there. Well, anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. I am Brian McWilliams. This is Electric Liberty Land, L-I-L-D-L, Libertarians in Living Rooms Drinking Liquor, live, if you're a member of our Patreon group anyway. And I'm here. Or Locals, if you remember to post the link to Locals, which you might not have. I do. Oh, I did. I did post it to Locals. Yeah, you can join us on Locals as well. But we're doing a special show here. You can hear I'm joined by my compatriot, Mark Clare, and uh, also And yes, I'm ready to roar, Brian. Thank you for asking me. I didn't. I don't ask. I never ask. And also, I'm joined by one of my favorite people, uh, a youth out in the wilderness of Wisconsin. Yes, uh, Remzo Martinez is here. Ryan, it's been so long. I don't think we've spoken to each other since the before times. (sighs) I know before COVID times. The the way back. The way way back. The the way way back. Yeah. Back well, when no, Mad Max did, had was long the, hair. What was that movie we did? The movie review. Oh, we did Logan's Run. We did Logan's Run. That was last yeah. Time. We did Logan's Run. You see, the pandemic times are, are the pandemic times are are a big blur for me. I know. Big well, blur. I mean, for us all, they say that time actually progressed faster during the pandemic because we're all sitting around doing the same fucking thing every single day over and over again in our houses. Now that's loosened a little bit, but in our houses, and by virtue of that. When you do the same thing every day, every day seems the same, and thus time never passes. I can dig it. Yeah, there you go. Now, first and foremost, though, before we get deep into this conversation, which, by the way, these two gentlemen are joining me because they have a podcast for dorks called the Second Print Comics Podcast. And being for dorks, they talk about comics and uh, superhero shit and all that stuff, which, by the way, I yes, I used to be into uh, way back when, and I still like it. I still oh, follow the it a used to bit. people are, are way worse than the never have been people. The oh, used I to, know because the used to people are apostates. You know, you're like the people that say like, "Oh, I was into pro wrestling when I was a kid," with this little this this yep. snarky tone. Yeah, I don't know about you. Yeah, you know, actually, I would still be into it. I don't like reading on my Kindle or like I, I don't like reading on digital. And that was what killed me, <laughs> is that I like to read it with the tactile sense of the pages between my fingers. A man and after my own heart. so expensive. Yeah, man. Well, it's like, they got so expensive. I'm like, I'm not spending $7 a fucking comic book to keep up with this shit anymore. So I was just out. But that's what we're here to talk about. And we'll talk about some other topics, too. But we're talking about Superman, for all intents and purposes, becoming gay. And we'll get into the details of that, because I know that's not exactly it. But we'll get into the details right after... Mark and I tell you about a fantastic sponsor that we love. Mark, you can weigh in at any time in here, but we got to tell them about I Trust Capital, right? 
I mean, live promo reads, man. This is this is not my territory. This is all you. This is I. Come on, we're gonna we're gonna tag team. We're gonna throw it back and forth. But I trust Capital. Fantastic sponsor of the show, guys. You've heard them now on several shows, and we really love these guys and what they do. Basically, it is a crypto based. IRA. Now, if you're not familiar with IRAs, this is a savings account where the government can't get its sticky fingers on your savings. Like Joe Biden's talking about raising the capital gains tax to something insane, I think 25%. The Roth IRA gets around that by virtue of giving you basically a retirement account where you can take this money out after putting it in for a certain amount of time. So you're a certain age and the government then does not tax it when you pull it out. The beauty of iTrust Capital is that they do this for crypto. They've got something like 24, 25 different coins right now, including Bitcoin, with the lowest transaction fees you can find. They've got reports on what's going on with the Bitcoin or AKA cryptocurrency industries. And not only that, they have hard currency, which is a beautiful thing. My father and I were just talking about hard currency, and I want to get this into my account as well. Not only the crypto, but also hard currency, gold, silver, et cetera. They have over a thousand reviews on Trustpilot. Yes, Mark. I see you raising your hand. I was going to say, yeah, well, you want to tag team it. I'll tell you the other awesome thing about IRAs in general, like legit, is that you can put in, like, I think it's every year there's a certain limit depending on your income level. Yeah, I think right now it's $6,000 a year. You can put in that $6,000 a year. And yes, you don't get tax on the gains if you wait till I believe you're 65. However, mm-hmm. there's no, the, the awesome thing is like, like sometimes I might be like, oh, do I really want to put all this money in every year? But the answer is always yes, because you can take out what you put in with no penalty. So you can put in $6,000. If you put that in, say, some cryptocurrency and it goes to $12,000, you can take that original six out and you pay no penalty, no tax or anything. And then you can just keep and play with the rest until you, until you're old. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Now, I'm going to put the uh, the link to this in the show notes. You can click on the link. You can get your first month free over at iTrust Capital. You want to check that out. Uh, like I said, Trustpilot, over a 1,000 reviews for these guys. They are legit. They are backed up, by the way. They are insured by the finest crypto insurers in the world. So you're not going to get your money just piecing out on you. You've got you backed up. You're not going to get hacked. It's not going to disappear. So check those guys out. iTrust Capital. Go to the link that's in the show notes on uh, the YouTube or on, well, who knows? The YouTube might get pulled since we've been probably had strikes against us several times and talking about gay superheroes who knows that might be the straw that broke camel's but that is just another reason to support (laughs) sponsors that support shows like us so that cannot we cannot rely on any ad revenue from youtube why because we are demonetized and shadow banned because we say naughty things but our sponsors you know they fill in the gaps so we really fill in they fill in our gaps speaking of gay superman they fill in our gaps Mm -hmm. anyway check those guys out guys and uh and thank you for their uh, their support all right let's get into the show so having brought you guys in, uh, I, I mean, I, when I first saw the story, my initial reaction was what the fuck? And then I was like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. And basically what this is, is that the new Superman, and I say the new Superman for all intents and purposes, because I know it's not Superman, Superman. It's not the Superman that has come out as gay, right? That would be I think even too far, even the woke mafia knows they can't quite get away with making Superman gay. Although I would argue that since the last Superman movie had an openly gay Brit in it, that's already double gay. So you should have seen this coming. If, if this was the second print comics podcast, and I wanted to quickly have the listeners uh, recapped on the current uh, person you're talking about, this character who is a uh, Jonathan Kent, AKA like young Superman, I guess you can use Superman's son. Basically His son, yeah, yeah. I would say Ramzo, what can you tell me about Jonathan Kent, Superman? 
Jonathan Kemp first appeared in Superman Convergence in 2015. He is from a parallel universe where basically all the worlds, all, to, all the multiverses, basically all the intellectual property was like fornicating and causing other problems. So, so wait, is this how they got story. around Superman blowing a hole in the back of people with the super sperm? Because this is an alternative yeah. universe where that's possible. Anything can happen in the multiverse, Brian. That's mm, what makes it so mm. awesome. But anyway, DC Comics was like, this shit too complicated. We got to bring it together. So then they brought all the worlds together. They switched the continuity around. But long story short, Superman Lois had a child named John. John grew up knowing that his dad was Superman and that they were from another world. So years go by. John goes into the future because that shit makes sense. He comes because back. Comics. Because comics and because of like, you know, Christopher Nolan interstellar rules, he went from being like nine years old to 20. So now <laughs> he's basically adult Superman. So what's happening right now is that Clark Kent, the Superman we all know and love has to go to a place called war world because there's a giant slave trade going on. There's a whole bunch of weird shit. And because he's got this son, John, who's just like Superman and has been a superhero for a bit. He's like, you know what, John, you're going to protect earth while I go ahead and save aliens out there. So now we've got basically two supermen, one out, you know, the classic one out in the stars doing space shit. And now we've got John who's, Doing other shit. They, that's doing where a lot we of other are. shit, apparently. A lot of other <laughs> shit. It's a very By classic trope with uh, with new characters because they they you know comics never want to really kill any character, even when they really do. That's just a stunt right. to bring them back a year and a half later. So when they want to bring in a replacement character now, which you see all the time, because now they always want to have a black Spider Man or a gay this or whatever, but they don't want to take away the legacy characters. So what they do is they bring in the new character and come up with some cockamamie explanation why he's the new whatever, uh, who you know. You know Coincidentally speaking, has some, you know, friendly to the woke culture, uh, ca outwardly characteristics. And then they take the old one and they're like, well, you go do space stuff. You go do God stuff. And then they go do a whole different thing. <laughs> and then we end up with like two versions of the same thing. So there's like two versions of Wonder Woman, Superman. There's like 25 Green Lanterns, um, a couple Spider-Mans uh, over at Marvel. I mean, this is, just, this is very prevalent in comics right now. Right. Well, it's like, and I know, you know, they've done this with other characters and I saw, you know, I like, I actually like what they did with Spider-Man in the multiverse. Oh, and by the way, side story, I was going to have as my background, the uh, Superman, the picture of Superman kissing his uh, boyfriend, new Superman. And I made the horrible mistake of Googling gay Superman. And uh, <laughs> just the results that came back, by the way, were not from the comic book. I will tell you that much. They were hardcore cartoon pornography. So you're lucky I didn't show that. But yeah, I mean, I liked, I liked the, the, the Spider-Verse because they made it very apparent. Like, here's what we're doing. Here's all these things. Here's how we're going to explain it. Let's introduce a new character. And I, what I guess I didn't like about this is that they are, like you said, de facto sending Superman off to space, a.k.a., uh, you know, vaccination concentration camp. And now, <laughs> and now, this Superman, I'm sure will be front and center, the new Superman. And I think, you know, part of the outrage of this from people like I've seen senators tweet about this, which is hilarious because shouldn't they have more to do? But do you guys think Superman is such a big deal, especially here in America? And this is causing such outreach because he is essentially America, right? He is, he's even more America than Captain America, I would argue. 
Well, there's something they changed even even worse than just you know just making him gay or whatever. Like, didn't they change the catchphrase, Remzo? They changed Three it super from, buttholes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they changed it from <laughs> truth, justice, and the American way, which I can still hear Christopher Reeve saying it right now, to truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. Oh my God, they're building back better. Build back they're building better. Back better. Oh no, he could jump over build back buildings in a single bound. <laughs> wow. Well. <laughs> What did, l- let me ask you this. Going back, I know you guys have talked with this, or I know Remzo has, right? This isn't the first time they've done this with characters making them gay slash woke, right? Like, tell me a little bit about, or both of you. I, I know you were talking about Remzo hate rages on one character. I think it's like the new Iron Man they introduced. Tell me a little Riri. bit about the history. Yeah, Remzo, Riri, what can Riri. you tell us about Riri Williams? Yeah, and feel free to chime in, Mark, if you know other ones that they've done this with. Because this is no, the I first wanna, I only want to hear Remzo attention. talk about Riri. Okay. Remzo a, loves, I love Remzo being angry about Riri. I don't, I don't fucking understand what the world is about anymore. <laughs> Basically, um, there was a period at Marvel where they wanted to go ahead and try and bring in people who didn't typically read comics because your archetypal comic book consumer is a dude probably between 25 to 60 who has been buying comics their entire life. They're typically right of center and they buy comics and they buy them regularly. But they, what they understood was with the TV shows and the movies and the video games and everything was that they wanted to replace them. So instead of just trying to make comics that appealed more towards millennials like myself, what they tried to do is they said, no, that's not good enough. We need to get real, you know, hip to be squared. Let's go after far left sure social exactly justice <laughs> warriors. I'm trying to draw a juxtaposition here, man. They went ahead and said, let's go ahead and bring in the least talented, most <laughs> idiotic people and have them write for people dumber than them. So let's bring in J.J. Abrams' son. Jesus Why not? Christ. Oh, yeah. I listened to your episode about that one. That was yeah. uh, a delight. So what they wanted to do was they wanted to take all of Marvel's original characters. We'll call them legacy characters, characters that like Stan Lee created from the 60s. And what they wanted to do instead of actually being creative and making new shit was they said, let's just go ahead and get rid of the straight old white guys and just replace them. So we had Asian Hulk, who was happy. We had a lesbian Wolverine. And then we had something that was just like the creature from the Blue Lagoon. Did lesbian Wolverine still have the mutton chops? I hope that would have, I would have had, <laughs> that more have she's, like, had she's, she's like, she's like, her lesbian lover is like, you're tickling my thighs. She's like, well, I can't tell, I can't cut these chops down. That's part of my character, girl. I'm the best. <laughs> I'm the best there is at what I do. But, um, you had this one character, which Marvel has been like putting on life support. It's like the 2016 Clinton campaign. No one <laughs> really thinks it's functioning, but it's there. And what they did was they said, what we're going to do is we're going to take the most popular hero in our catalog right now, Iron Man, and we're going to go ahead and push him aside. So what they did for a period was they killed Iron Man. But right before they did that, they introduced a new character named Riri Williams. Riri Williams is a 15-year-old black super genius lesbian who just decided to make a suit of armor one day and then bam. She's a superhero, but she's not only a superhero, she ends up replacing Iron Man. So then Marvel goes out and they pimp her out everywhere. They're tossing this bitch to every corner. They're like, she is the future of Marvel. And the fan said, <laughs> no. 
So they give her her own series, and they're like, this is the building of a new empire. It will You're last a million take years. It. <laughs> and then it got canceled after nine issues. But it's not Riri's fault. It's the fans' fault. So Brian Michael Bendez, one of my favorite writers, I have to preface, I have a love-hate relationship with him, said, Riri's not the problem. The consumers are the problem because the consumers are all a bunch of old white men and they can't let a woman succeed, despite the fact mm. they have many successful female characters. So what Marvel has tried to do is they have tried to take Riri and other characters and they have tried to prop them up as basically the heir appearance of the Marvel Universe. So much so that in the upcoming Black Panther sequel, Black Panther World of Wakanda, they chose not to recast Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. They chose not to go ahead and lead it with another established character. They are giving the Black Panther sequel to Riri Williams, are you, Ironheart. Are you serious? I, I had no nope. idea about that. That seems utterly fucking imbecilic. She is Everybody's getting... going to go, who the fuck is this fucking chick? And they're going to say, like her, bigot. So she's getting not only a 12 part like Disney plus series, but she's going to be introduced in that black Panther film. Who's playing? Do we know who's playing Riri Williams? Who's the, the character? Do they cast an actress yet? I, 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 I'm pretty sure they did. I just, when I, I, saw I hope it's it, Wanda Sykes go to lesbian black woman for, for the last 30 years. And she's just old. She's it's like, Queen Latifah, what is this actually, shit? Yeah. <laughs> Queen Latifah also good. It's just, it, I mean, they, they probably have, I can't, I can't stomach it because this idea that, you know, the character isn't the problem. The fans are the problem is just, it, it's, it, it's ridiculous. And honestly, like as somebody who's a minority in America, I find it even more offensive because she's a boring character. She has no fucking personality. She's never done anything heroic, but they just say, look, she checks all the blocks. Here's your new hero. Why don't you like her? Yeah. Bigot. She's the perfect example of something we've talked about before, Remzo and I, called The Victim's Journey, where a character ascends and is sort of lavished praise upon, not because of anything they've accomplished, but just because they've done anything because they are already a victim of society. So mm. whether they're a victim because of the color of their skin or they're a victim because of their uh, their gender or whatever it may be, they're a victim. So when, when, when we show them to you, praise them, they are a hero. They're a hero not because they did heroic things. They're a hero because they exist in the face of oppression for XYZ reason. Brian, you and I, I mean, spoke that is about the perfect narrative. Well, sorry, that's the perfect narrative for everything in culture today, though, right? I mean, we are living in a culture which victim mentality is rewarded. Your victim narrative is what makes you a, a success on social media, could probably help get you a job, makes you uncanceled, makes your voice important. You know, I mean, this is today in a nutshell, in a, in a re re nutshell. Yeah, and Brian, you and I spoke about this a while ago when the new Batwoman series was coming out on CW. Um, you know, people were kind of iffy about it. They're like, why is Batwoman getting a series? I actually liked the first season. And, you know, Batwoman was made to be one of the first LGBT whatever characters. And for the most part, her comics were typically good. She had a whole hero's journey. She had an arc. She was interesting. She wasn't just the lesbian Bat character. She was actually a genuine hero. So when Ruby Rose went ahead and rage quit the series about a year and a half ago, instead of recasting her immediately, what they did was they went ahead and created an entirely new character to take the place of Batwoman for the show. And basically, what was this woman? She was black. She was a woman, of course. And she was also homeless. And because mm. she simply finds the Batcave and Batwoman's suit, and because she has to fight some evil cops and stuff, she can suddenly fight, 
She's a computer genius. She's stealthy. She she didn't have to do shit. Whereas Bruce Wayne had to do shit. Whereas Kate Kane, Batwoman had to do this shit. This this new Batwoman just was just amazing at everything. And the show has <laughs> suffered so much. What they did was they recasted Ruby Rose's character and they are bringing her back in to replace oh. the replacement. <laughs> I like that it's come full circle. Well, that's also how I became a cop and a, uh, a member of the military. Four-star general just breaking into people's garages and finding their shit in the <laughs> cabinets. Just FYI. Well, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about... So you mentioned... Okay, so getting back to my, my thing about Superman, right? How this is so offensive. They've done this in the past, clearly now. This is a thing that they're doing, right? Because they know there's certain characters that are untouchable, but they have to find a way around it to make them woke. And even though I would argue that this makes no sense because they're probably losing more more customers than they're gaining. They're but, actively, not only are they losing customers, but like Remzo said, they hate their customers. Like, I mean, yeah. they are actively, I mean, many of their extra creators are coming out and saying, you old white Republican consumers, essentially what they're saying and in less words are the problem. So we don't even want you. And the result is not that they're replacing them with the people that they want to attract. They're just losing them people. And, and, right. and now it's so easy, like, especially nowadays, like independent comics are really, there really are a plethora of independent comics outside the Marvel DC, you know, super system. They of course own all the big intellectual properties, but if you are into comics and you don't like being hated on because of who you are, then there are plenty of alternatives. And that's why they're just losing customers. Yeah. Well, also, it doesn't seem like insulting to people. And I've said this in other different other genres uh, of things. It seems insulting. They reboot, you know, for example, The Wonder Years, right? A beloved TV show about uh, a young white boy and his nerdy Jewish friend. Everybody loved it. Funny stuff. They just reboot it with a black cast. Fine. Although, again, I find it a little bit insulting. If I am, uh, you know, if I'm a black person, I might be like, well, why don't we have an original story? Why do we have to do a reboot? And they reboot. They did this the honeymoon. I would like to see you recast as the black guy. Actually, that would that would actually entertain me. Uh, I would be Keegan Michael Key. He would play me. It's instantaneous. It's what you would even know. Honestly, you wouldn't even know. It's just I'm thinking Shaq. <laughs> I'm seeing yeah. Shaq here. <laughs> but hello, welcome to Electric Jean. Liberty Land. <laughs> welcome to Electric Liberty Land. But it's just it's insulting. To not have original IP explored and instead have something that's a retread forced upon you. I mean, if and like I was looking at this guy on Good Morning Britain here, I'll play this. I'll play this uh, this clip quick because uh, we have the high tech show here. Well. I what can I say, man? I bring all the good fun. So this is an credit. <laughs> this is a very old but very gay British man. <laughs> here he is. Boys in Strictly Come Dancing are fantastic, wonderful. If you if you want to do something like this, do something original. Don't take characters that are already exist and make them into something that they're not. I mean, I remember years ago in pantomime when we used to have the principal boy was a girl, and then it was decided that the, the boys watching it needed a needed a, a character they could get into. And then suddenly men took over that role. And I think it's important that we actually continue to do that and not uh, pander to the woke system, which is which is what we're doing. Yeah, I think I think if you had stuck with Clark Kent as Superman mm. and you'd made him bisexual, I think you'd probably have a point. You'd say, why? That doesn't make any sense. There's nothing in his backstory. That but this is ever. next generation. But this is next generation. And then actually, in terms of fiction, it's perfectly reasonable to think that, that the son of Clark Kent and Lois Lane might well grow up to be bisexual. I mean, why? why sh you say why, but but why not? Well, I mean, I... I <laughs> 
<laughs> I just find it extraordinary. I mean, I, I do find it absolutely bizarre that this is what people want nowadays. Why can't we stick to what we've we've had and given? You know, the future. Why don't they do some new characters? Why don't they, uh, you know, create something new, something different? Uh, the, the go to character that we all know, we all love, and we all know is this. What are you? Not- anyway, you get so that's the gist. That guy's awesome. Now, that guy is awesome. He got a little bit, you know, a little taken aback at the coin question, but no, but that's, but he makes a very excellent point, right? And then you could argue on one side, you say, okay, well, this is new because it is, uh, you know, it is this new character. It's a new iteration of Superman. It's not real Superman. It's his son. And that makes it okay. But it will take over for Superman. This is replacing a known character, et cetera. And I, I agree with him. Make a new character. Give me something original instead of a retread that you're trying to force into this new narrative in order to keep it alive, uh, a.k.a. you know, appeal to the younger generation that is probably tired of Superman, as I am, because Superman fucking sucks. And we can get into that if you want. Yeah, well, ultimately, that well, I, I will defend the character of Superman. We can do that as well. But uh, like, ultimately, the the crime here, the the cultural crime, anyway, to me, it's not it's not wanting to create new characters that uh, that you know might share some kind of archetypal feature that you know a, a new generation might be attracted to. It makes perfect sense. I mean, when comics were first coming out in the '30s, '40s, '50s, yeah, the most people were white men and white people. I mean, that that was like a lot more of the demographic of the country. And everybody fought Nazis. Yeah, we all know? fought Nazis. He <laughs> always fought. The the Nazis. <laughs> exactly. And so it made sense that most of the characters, you know, kind of represented that. And now in 2020, sure, it makes sense to have different types of characters that reflect the real world word they're in. So I wouldn't criticize any company for trying to reach people. The 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 crime here really is that they're not giving us a good story or giving us anything original on the way. It's purely just to say, look at us now. We are you know now we're throwing a bone to the bisexual community. Now we're throwing a bone to to black teenage girls. Like, but just get because I mean, like even Remzo, I mean, is a fan of the Miles Morales character because he was while it still is yeah. a Spider Man. He had like an original story and the, you know the character has heart so it, it's not like you know you could even somewhat retread a character but have it have heart and when it doesn't have heart it's so obvious to uh, to readers to fans and and i think that's it, luckily it, the market does work and that has been <laughs> reflected in poor sales for a lot of these companies when it comes to those characters and we're seeing it bleed over into the films too. I mean, every I don't know anybody that was not excited to see Anthony Mackie, the Falcon, get Captain America's shield at the end of Avengers Endgame. I remember sitting in the theater when you see old man Captain America give it to Anthony Mackie. People were like, this is awesome. He's the perfect heir to Captain America. But then what happens a couple of years later? Well, we have to talk about Captain America. He's problematic. He's toxic masculinity. What they do is they give the Falcon and the Winter Soldier a series where you're going to see um, Sam Wilson, Anthony Mackie's character, really become the next Captain America. But the writers, I guess, never read a comic and never bothered watching any of the gazillion Marvel cinematic films that have come out the last decade and a half. Because what they did was they tossed out all of the progress. They basically said Steve Rogers doesn't matter. And for an entire season, what they do is they attack Steve Rogers, the man. They cap, they hmm. attack Captain America, the symbol. They attack what it means to be a hero. So by the time Captain, so by the time Sam Wilson becomes Captain America, he doesn't become Captain America really because he wants to and he's earned it. He takes it almost out of spite. 
And what he says is, I'm going to go ahead and represent all these things that are entirely new to my character. Why? Because the writers couldn't handle it. And they wanted to go ahead and stick their politics in every episode. And what they managed to do is they destroyed a good show, but they also destroyed a legacy. And they destroyed a character that people otherwise loved. I wanted I wanted Sam to be Captain America by the end of Avengers Endgame. But after watching that shit show of a series, I'm like, give back the shield, motherfucker. This kind of reminds me of like Game of Thrones, right? I don't know if you guys watched the whole Game of Thrones arc. I watched Game of Thrones. Big fan of it, right? At the end, I like tits when too, Brian. Producers, oh, everybody likes it. Tits, hey, it was tits and dicks. Let's not be shy. There were a bunch of dicks in that. Equal well, you get to watch with the family, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to make sure my daughter knows not so much about the tits and the dicks, but how to kill people effectively and backstab them. That's what I really want her to learn. I think it's a life lesson. But, you know, that shows the same arc in that they follow the books. Great, strong characters, right? Good backstories. You really like these people, especially the female characters, right? They're gay characters. You liked all of them. They were well-rounded. They had motivations. They made sense. You rooted for them. When they died, you were sad, but you understood. Then Hollywood took over. And the last two seasons were wedged full of fucking woke talking points, woke stupid-ass bullshit. People literally sitting down. There was a conversation between, like, the Dragon Queen and, like, Sansa Stark, you know, this redhead chick. And they're just like, isn't it amazing that we're both women in power and we got here against the patriot it's just like it was like get the fuck out of here amazing that we came to power like like for like you sansa you were uh you just became the queen because you were born in the family (laughs) again that's the victim's journey though they didn't accomplish anything but just because of the gender they're seen as a victim from the beginning so even doing anything even if that thing is handed to you literally because of your genealogy because you were born into a certain family even if even if that happens you're still seen as a hero simply because you're starting off it's the entire premise that you're starting off it's such a societal disadvantage just an oppressed place that if you do anything at all if you if you manage to make it through the day you're a hero <laughs> right well let me ask you this different topic different question on the same topic and then we'll move on to uh there's a few of the things i sent you guys we'll move on to those unless you have some final thoughts on this but do you think so you know superman going gay like i said is, is something that strikes at the cord of america and as you said Rose, they changed the tagline so that's not you know pro-america anymore Superman at, for DC, probably their most America guy, you know, how, how dare they? For Marvel, is that Captain America? Or who do you think the fans would be most outraged if they decided, hey, this guy's, he's gay now? I, I mean, oh, I don't know. They have done so much in terms of taking existing characters and making them gay. That One of the real first strikes was Iceman. They went ahead and basically took this macho bro figure who had been straight and dated the hottest women in the X-Men for decades, <laughs> and they turned him into an effeminate dude who was a wimp who happened to also like dudes now. So not only did they change the sexual orientation, but I would almost say they're more bigoted because they made him into a Carson Kresley stereotype. Right. And, and yeah, I mean, yep. and recently they, they have tried to take Captain America down a notch. They went ahead and did a limited series called The United States of Captain America. Written where, by? Was it Nick Spencer? No. It, well, maybe that one is. I, I might be thinking of a different one, but there's another guy who's, I think, named Brian will know, Ta-Nehisi Coates that wrote. Oh, Captain, oh, Tom, oh God. Captain yeah, America. that piece of shit. He couldn't make money. He he couldn't make money selling Black Panther comics. Marvel gave him two Black Panther comics the year the movie came out, and they all failed and got canceled mid story. That's how bad he was. I'm sure it is no talent for writing um, authentic comic narratives or arcs or anything insofar as the superhero 
conversation back and forth and it's sort of just woke talking points nobody wants to read just a bunch of bullshit that's that's basically yeah. talking down to them yeah and, and in this captain america series basically a bunch of people are becoming the captain america of their own towns you've got like the captain america of brooklyn the captain america of florida or whatever and what he's basically discovering is like i'm not special i'm not special i maybe i'm outdated maybe i'm useless maybe i shouldn't be captain maybe america I should be gay. <laughs> so it's so it's, so it's Steve i know Rogers. how i can be useful maybe i, should experiment I need to things. be gay maybe i can be the <laughs> captain america if i just have more social justice points than these people but it's it's really sad because the the intention is to make it like oh he has inspired a new generation of people who can wield the shield but in mm-hmm. the inner monologue and in the story, Captain America becomes less and less of a hero. And it's like, what well, you're not you're not building anyone up. You're tearing a good man down. Right. <laughs> I, I would personally like to see them turn the Hulk gay just because it would bring a whole new meaning to the term Hulk smash. Hulk like another I'll be here People on the say Hulk Bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hulk Smash. I was gonna I was gonna say. I think Wolverine would put people over the edge. I think that's the one. Even though oh, he's already a Wolverine, he, he's no, already a cuckold. Oh, he's a cuckold, oh, he doesn't know. Brian. He you doesn't know. know. What is he? What he watches other other people bang oh. his paramours? Oh, oh, he doesn't know. Have Renzo. A no, Renzo. What oh, can no, you tell no, me? Tell, no. Don't tell me. It's already happened. Not Wolverine. Not Wolvie. Mark, I'm <laughs> sorry. You have to do this one. I am not touching <laughs> no. this one with a ten foot cuckold. Let me down easy. Let me down easy. There's a writer in comic books. Who I, whose work I have enjoyed in the past. He actually did one of my favorite runs on the Fantastic Four comic book. His name is Jonathan Hickman. Now, Jonathan Hickman likes to tell overly complicated, extremely, um, extremely, I don't know what to say. I wouldn't need say charts and graphs and shit. He loves charts, gla- graphs, and blueprints and this sort of thing. So he was <laughs> handed the reins to the entire X-Men universe, and he totally re-launched, relaunched the X-Men essentially as fascists, as a, as a mutant oh. supremacist led by CrossFit Professor X, who is no longer handicapped, <laughs> <laughs> and he apparently does CrossFit because he has abs, and he is now basically, basically he is uh, mutant Hitler essentially. And uh, well, I wouldn't go that far. He's like mutant. Uh, he's more of a Mussolini, maybe you might say. Um, uh, yeah. He's, he's a, a racist. Movie. Professor X is a racist. Yes. He's a racist, and uh, and that is Profe- his entire Professor arc. History X. Is that what it's called? So, with, with, that's not bad uh, within that then there is a so because Jonathan Hickman is obsessed with blueprints and this sort of thing he will post like so it'll take up several pages of, of um, entire epi- of issues and just showing you like charts of like oh here's where because there's there's the X-Men live in different places they live on an island an island known as Krakoa which is actually a living mutant uh, but some of them live some like uh, Scott Summers lives because with with this island produces these plants and you can use the spores from the plants to create teleportation points anywhere else so now Scott Scummers, a.k.a. Cyclops, he has his own little house on the moon. And so in the blue blueprints for that house, they never actually explicitly say what's happening, but they reference it a lot in dialogue where like Scott Summers and Jean Grey are, are kind of together in this. Um, but there will be like implications that she's also sleeping with Wolverine. And when they show you the chart, the flow chart uh, of the, the, the Summers house, it has Jean Grey in one bedroom in a connected bedroom is Scott Summers on the other side on the other side is where Wolverine Logan sleeps. And they constantly reference like, they don't really say it all the way like but they basically say like oh, are you taking her tonight kind of stuff and they reference like oh she'll go back with him or maybe she's going to spend the night with him so basically like cyclops is being cucked by wolverine ultimately because cyclops all is right, who well, she's that's really with better i mean we all knew cyclops was a cuckold anyway. i've always hated cyclops his character always sucked scott summers always sucked yeah. sucked to the why comics would, sucks why would wolverine why would wolverine 
let the worst one of the it. worst characters ever sleep with this girl. He should kill one him. of the worst characters ever. He is an amazing character, Remzo. And you're no, right. he's saying Cyclops. Why is he let Cyclops? Cyclops? Oh, you said Double. Wolverine. No, oh. Cyclops is the. I'm sorry. No, Cyclops is the worst. Wolverine's the best. Yeah, why sorry. would Why would Wolverine let his woman do this to him? Like, yeah, maybe Cyclops is the well, cup, maybe instead of a ruby visor, he should be wearing ruby slippers. Dorothy, letting that happen. Well, that'll get me canceled. That joke's gonna get me canceled. But yeah, so no, saying the election thing is okay. Canceled. Oops. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Remzo. They Finish ruined the X Men, Brian. They cuckolded them. What can't they fucking ruin? I, I, I honestly, I just this is what I just don't get. You have a successful franchise. Well, I mean, X Men. All the movies have been terrible. All of them. Wall to wall, terrible. I don't know why they can't have a good X Men movie. Remzo has the wide eyes because Remzo likes every movie. Remzo loves every movie. Deadpool, the first Deadpool I like. The second Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds worked all sort of woke politic bullshit into it, including anti-Donald Trump messaging, which I don't fucking need in a goddamn superhero movie. The second Deadpool was atrocious. It was fucking insulting to anybody with a brain. It was awful. I enjoyed it. That's because I love the Juggernaut. I watch it on Valentine's Day every year because it's a romantic comedy. Rimzo has the weirdest movies he associates with holidays. He also watches Sh- Sh- Shazam every Christmas. Shazam is a Christmas movie. So is Iron Man 3. I watch Iron the Man Fog 3 every Halloween. A romantic, a romantic film. Um, no, I don't think Shazam's a Christmas movie at all. You're, you're a <laughs> it takes place on like Christmas, Shazam. Brian. It's about the importance of family. What, they have a big fucking fair uh, on Christmas that's not decorated for Christmas? Listen, uh, what? Man, what I've never been about? to Boston. Half the movie takes place at a fucking big fair. There's nothing to do with Christmas. What are you talking about? Santa's there? I don't... Who gives a shit? All right. <laughs> anyway, guys, we're going to move on to other topics. But first, I want to tell you about the Nomad Network, which I'm on, which Mark's on. Remzo, I presume you're on there. I don't know. I don't know if they he allow... He will be. Uh, He's going to use our, our exclusive link by the end of the Tell show. me about the oh. exclusive link, Brian. Yeah, let's sell him mean? live. Let's see how your live pitching yes. skills work. You should sign up to see if the link works live. www.nomadnetwork.app forward slash lions no. is the forward slash lion. lion. God no damn it. Why did Jason change that? <laughs> punch him right. I should have punched him in the face this last weekend when I saw him. All right, www.nomadnetwork.app forward slash lion. And you can get in there for free. It's awesome. You can network, you can meet people, you can talk about comic book shit. If you have an idea for a comic book and you want to find artists, if you want to find writers, you can find people in this app that have those skills to match your needs. Otherwise, you could also say, hey, I'm Rumso Martinez. I uh, can do some comic book talking, I can do some political talking, I can do uh, some uh, social media wrangling. Does anybody need my specific skill set? And after everybody has a good laugh, somebody will reach out to you and say, yes, we do. I mean, I know John's found people on this app that have hired him to do uh, social media networking uh, advertisements. It's amazing. It's a libertarian mindset, free market, but this is where people connect. So check it out. Nomadnetwork.app, www, sorry, .nomadnetwork.app forward slash lion. Get in there for free. Have fun, meet people, and uh, build your business for the future. There you go. Remzo, go sign up now. It's free with the link. Kabam. If we can't sell you, we can't be able to sell to anybody. <laughs> exactly. No, it's true. At least, uh, at least move your finger so it looks like you're typing so the people at home think you're... Yeah. Click, click. Make the click noises with your mouth. Click. Oh, my phone's dead. <laughs> thank you for your thank you for your service. Um, all right. Speaking of service, let's talk a little bit about... Did you guys see that article I sent you about the uh, the robot dog with the sniper rifle? <laughs> How do you kill that thing? 
<laughs> How does it not kill you? I mean, can you imagine anything more terrifying than being chased? And this dog, let me try to uh, let me pull up the story in the picture here. Being chased by a robot dog mounted with a sniper. And this is the exact same robot dog, I believe, that is uh that we see doing, you know, adorable things, dancing around. People kicking it downstairs. I mean, re- really, what they're doing is building up a lot of ill will towards this fucking robot dog in advance. All right, here's the picture. Why couldn't it be a robot cat? Well, questions like that are why you're not an active military member and just a reservist. Here we go. So this is from Ghost Robotics, uh, I think, and it's called the Sword System. And it is the dog that you've seen, like I said, romping around with a giant, intimidating sniper rifle on its back. And this thing looks like a fucking cannon. I mean, look at that goddamn monster. And then imagine, you know, you're just trying to protest for your rights. Maybe maybe you want to go to a restaurant without showing a vaccine passport. And is there a video here? I want to see it. I want to see it in action. I what does this do with the still image? Imagine. Let me see if I can find it. It's so hard video. to please, Mark. Can't you just let your imagination do it? I'm here to to upgrade the quality of this show. I'm here to correct the ad reads. I'm here to uh, add videos when there's only going to be still images. That's what I'm getting new videos here. Yeah. Well, anyway, let me see if they have one on the actual website. Let me stop sharing this and see. Okay. This thing is called. It's like these people never saw Terminator. Or they saw Terminator and went, oh, good idea. We should do Terminator. It's like when yeah. everyone was at home <laughs> during exactly, the pandemic. That's probably more in line with what they're thinking. That's they're like, theory. this is a great blueprint they've lined out for us. It, it's right, like now, when everyone was at home watching Waco on Netflix, and when Biden watched it, he said, the guy that set the building on fire, let's nominate him to be the director of the ATF. That's my guy. <laughs> All right, here's the dog. Spur, special purpose unmanned rifle. And it was specifically designed to offer precision fire from an unmanned platform such as the Ghost Robotics Vision 60 Quadruped, which is the dog thing. So, let's see. It is a uh, chambered in 6.5 Creedmoor, allows for precision fire out to 1,200 meters. It can also utilize utilize a 7.62 times 51 NATO cartridge. Remzo, what can you tell us about these cartridges? How big are they? (laughs) Is it? Is it wrong that I got an erection as you read that? It's not. I'm not going to lie. I'd love to have one of these dogs for myself, but I'm sure they're pricing us all out of the marketplace. You know, they're going to be like $3 million instead of just like, uh, you know, a $50. Can I get a, can I get like a Chinese knockoff $50 sniper dog that just trots out, you know, that that thing, that thing can fire at somebody from like seven miles away. Yeah. So are these are these dogs like remote controlled like a drone would be, or are they just like unleashed? <laughs> like are they just? This I, is what I want to know. Well, I know it can stand up and operate without anybody telling it what to do. So I'm guessing it can trot around in place, but you probably have to control it. Like I'm seeing two giant antennas on it, so I'm guessing it's a drone style in that you have to actually sick it on something. It's not there, just out there roaming around. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of like rules around what type of robots can actually just shoot on their own. And I think the big like DOD rule is right now is unless it's like on a naval vessel and it has been programmed to just follow something and like trace shoot it kind of like what you see on like aircraft carriers and stuff, you can't just 
basically program a robot to just go kill somebody. You actually have to have some human input. That's what they do with drones. That's what they do with this type of stuff. You've seen this before. If like, um, I think they used to call them trekkers or something. They're like little tanks, little tanks that they would like put in buildings and they wanted uh, SWAT units to use this, but they took away the gun and now they just became like real fancy, um, you know, bomb disposal robots. But yeah, I mean, that thing has to be controlled somehow. That, that's, that's fucking terrifying. For now it is. Until you can go get one at Costco. Right. Well, that's what I, that's ideally. Like I said, I will knock off her, but I can control. I'm sure it'll, it'll just insert function properly. But why the fuck? I, this is so weird. I pulled my goddamn Wi-Fi. Fucking saying connections and unstable. Is Strude's connection unstable? Fuck shit. Or a, or a gay sniper. Mark, you're muted too. Found in StreamYard. Yeah, it's all you. Hey, my, my Mexico internet's amazing now. I have like 700 megabytes. So that ain't me. Should Probably have, the one guy on Wi Fi. The five or 600. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, okay. Next thing I want to talk about. Did you guys see the Chappelle's Chappelle show? Uh, Dave Chappelle, his new special called The Closer. I did. Mark Loved watched it. it. Remzo, did you watch it yet? Yes, I loved did. it. I also loved, loved it. it. I was watching it today. I thought six and seven. I thought better, it was hilarious. I it was really, it was well done. Yeah, it, it, six and seven was better. Agreed, but I mean, it was it had some very funny jokes in it. And granted, it was a lot, a lot focused on trans issues, LGBTQ, gay community. I mean, I thought the the joke I left the funny, or I thought was the funniest in the entire episode or the entire special was when he was talking about going to a bathroom. And I thought this is an actual example of the bait and switch kind of mentality. He's in the bathroom and he goes. Look, I don't want to be in the bathroom and have some dude who looks like a chick walk up to me and whip out their big fat dick. He goes, I'd much rather have a man who looks like a man walk in and then squat over the urinal and piss out of a, you know, a vagina. He goes, because I wouldn't think twice. I just think he was peeing out of his asshole for some reason. And then he was a veteran. And then when I'd leave, I'd say, thank you for your service. And I was like, that's a fucking hilarious joke. That is hilarious. I think my favorite joke is space juice. Oh, yeah. And then the callback of Space Jews later. <laughs> and then the callback. Uh, what was his friend Daphne who killed herself? And he's like, yeah, you know, well, Daphne, Daphne lied to me. She told me that she was a woman, but she did some man shit because only a man <laughs> could do some gangster stuff like jump off. A yeah, like jumping off the building. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's what I want to get around to. Right. So the story I sent you guys is that employees of Netflix, which put the special out right as they have the previous two or three specials. He had like a four special run, I think. They're planning a walkout, right? And it's LGBTQ and trans and allies and all you know other people that want to make sure that they can post on social media that they did this thing so people will like them and, and think that they're very woke and very forward thinking. But at the end of the special, you know, Dave does tell this very touching story about a transgender friend of his, a woman or a man who is now a woman. And he tells a story about how he was touched by her, the comedian, you know, it didn't really think about the issues. You know, it didn't matter that she was trans. What mattered that she was a comedian, what mattered that she was a human, and she told him, I just want people to realize I'm having a human experience. That's a very potent sentiment, and I think one that should supersede everything else. And these people don't give a fuck and are painting him, again, as a transphobe, as though he couldn't give a shit, as though he is uh, the Antichrist, and and are staging this walkout, which seems to me counterproductive in every possible way. 
Chappelle's special, for people that are going to watch and laugh, probably are not trans allies already. At the end, though, he tells a story about human connection that should make people think about trans people in a different manner. And yet these people are walking out and protesting it. Here's the problem with the I'm not going to say the left because I probably know people on the left that don't necessarily represent this archetype. But here's what's the problem with the woke left, which is who these people that are trying to organize this walkout represent. They are humorless, soulless, lifeless people and should not be followed to walk out of anything. They should not be followed to walk into fucking McDonald's. They should not be regarded as anything of significance in this world because if we allow them to, they will suck the souls out of all of us. So uh, I think it's uh, pretty obvious uh, and I, like Netflix is woke, but they're like market woke. So they're still, yeah. they're not taking down show Dave Chappelle's special who probably draws in so much money for them. And so, I mean, they, they don't, they keep their numbers secret, but I'm sure his specials just do outrageous numbers for them. Um, they're, they're this, uh, they're not going to win. They're not going to lose this battle uh, financially. So Dave Chappelle wins and I don't see him getting his special taken down. And I think they pretty much said that they're not going to, uh, yeah, I think the, the person organizing it fired, right? Down. Yeah, he said and the he's not yeah. it down. And the person organizing it, I believe, got fired? They got fired because they leaked the special. They didn't get fired for being a, a <sighs> trans woke. They got fired because they broke. Obviously, you can't leak shit to the media and keep your job when you work at a media company. It doesn't work. No, it does not. I think America needs <laughs> to encourage bullying amongst children. Because... As somebody who was shoved in, someone put that quote on like a, <laughs> a dramatic picture of Renzo. <laughs> because seriously, like you could tell a lot about society by who we're afraid to make jokes about, and the people that I'm seeing who are part of this collective of just unhappy people, they were the kids who at some point were bullied in their life, and it's a sad thing. But honestly, there are two types of people. There are the people that take it and become better as a result of it. And then you've got the fuckers who are like, you know what? I want to get in a position where I can make people's lives miserable one day, too. And that's I'm not even sure if they were bullied. I think some of these people might might have avoided it, which is why they have such thin skin about everything. Like, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like, I mean, like Brian and I are from the East Coast. There's a lot of like, there's definitely something to like East Coast humor or even like New York tri-state area type humor that sometimes you come out and and dish that kind of humor at people from like the West Coast and some of them take it okay. But there's, I think there's a reason that a lot of the people Brian and I are friends with in LA are like not from LA because that culture is so different than that East Coast humor culture. So you give people shit. I mean, that's just what you do. Yeah, but, but there's a difference between that and like intentionally trying to to harm somebody's not only them as them emotionally, but their reputation, their careers. It's like in the military. The stuff that I said with my buddies, you know, in a hooch at night while we were out in training and stuff like that is atrocious. I thought, when you said stuff. hooch, I thought you meant like a prostitute. Like we're just nah. all just, we're just all just kind of basing in this prostitute, having a good conversation. As we you had, do. we had, we had different words for that, but like the stuff we would say <laughs> was just like atrocious stuff. We would never say out there, of but course. and it would be mean, but it's like, it was never mean spirited. And these people can't tell the difference between mean spirited and a joke. Right. Yeah. It's because well, they're and, soulless and, you know, like, and lifeless. Yeah, well, and and again, I think it's self-defeating. When you look at a lot of the effects of this, like I, I can't tell, especially when it comes to trans issues, I can't stop thinking about the Scarlett Johansson film, right? It was going to be this big trans film st- starring Scarlett Johansson. International star of stage and screen, right? Who got something like $80 million for Black Widow, a movie, which I, I don't know if it's good or not because I don't like her, so I don't watch it. But she got paid out, huge star. 
She's supposed to be this trans biopic, playing a trans woman. If you're trans, what more can you ask for? Now you have a major platform, a major studio, huge distribution, a megastar in the lead role. Everyone is going to get to experience this trans journey as told by this media outlet, this media darling. Great. Sign me up. Except they said, nope, we won't allow that. You have to have a trans person play that role. Instantly, the studio was like, no. Why are we going to fucking spend the money to make millions of dollars to make this movie and put some shithead nobody fucking knows about in the lead role? So these, these trans activists basically cut off their ability to reach hundreds of millions of people because the perfect was the enemy of the good. And perfect in their eyes, of course, not empirically perfect. But it just was so fucking stupid. This seems like a page out of that book to me. I mean, they they went ahead and did the same thing with the Titans TV show. You have a character, Batgirl, Barbara Gordon. She was in a wheelchair at one point. So what they went ahead and did, HBO oh, went around and said, my eyes at that. yeah, like HBO actually found like an actual amputee. So I'm watching this. I'm like, OK, so when Barbara eventually gets to walk again, are, are, are you going to get rid of her and get a person of two fucking legs? Because now how can a person news. with one leg be a person that has two legs. <laughs> a lot of a lot of wheelies pulleys. The, the same technology that gave us Peter Pan flying in High School Musicals is now going to winch her up and the leg on in CGI. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's like, it's do we good. need actual fucking Transformers to be the robots now? <laughs> right. I, I don't yeah, know who exactly. said it. That's not a day. real transforming car. Yeah, like I don't know who said it the other day. It was some A-list actor, and they were just basically like, you know, acting is acting. Like I would not. Oh yeah, it's the dude from a uh, monk. What was his name? He's the Tony Shaloub. Tony Shaloub. Tony Shaloub got into it with Sarah Silverman because Sarah Silverman said that Tony Shaloub should be recast in Amazon's The Marvelous Miss Maisel because he's not really Jewish. He just looks like a Jewish stereotype. And, to, and oh, Tony God. was like, uh, "Excuse me, I'm an actor. I was I was trained, and my entire job is pretending to be people I'm not. So I'm now not going to excuse me. I've got to do someone's taxes." <laughs> <laughs> so, excuse yeah. me i've got some banking to do thank you very much <laughs> well no but exactly right these people are you might as well get rid of the acting community right you might as well limit actors as a thing if everybody has actors. to be the one right you don't have actors anymore everybody's just this is the real person in every movie and that's all we have left <laughs> now you're they're only all, allowed to all... shoot movies with the actual person it's about or, <laughs> or someone as close as possible <laughs> that's all you that's all the entertainment industry line oh yeah no, um, just, you wait Ewoks? No, you can't get you can't get it midgets in, in uh, costumes. You need uh, to, uh, yeah, his name bared. is Ezekiel Elliott, and he bared. plays for the Dallas Cowboys. He plays every role. <laughs> Kevin Hart, you're an Ewok now. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kevin Hart wouldn't be cast because he's made too many uh, anti-gay remarks. If you can't be in the All Oscars, right. you can't be an Ewok either. But uh, but no, I, Chappelle is uncancelable, and that's what is fantastic about him. You know you why? Know, like, why is he uncancelable? Cancelable? He has more. I feel like I'm doing another commercial for Jason here. He has more wealth, power, and influence influence. than the people trying to cancel him by far. Oh, yeah. He has more than all of everyone that works at Netflix combined. So he he wins. Yep. Oh, by the way, he made an excellent point during this special. You might not have caught it, but he was talking about how all these actresses, right, who stand up for women's rights and women's equity and feminism and all this other shit had gone out. And they all, of course, you know, 90% of them, male agents, male managers, male all this shit. And he goes, you know, instead of going out, and uh, and you know go with all these male uh, male actors representatives all this shit and feeding feeding people to Harvey Weinstein, 
you know, why don't you put your money with us and hire some female representation? Go to the mailroom and hire some chick out of the mailroom. Be like, she represents me now. But I loved that. He he kind of made a direct reference to it, but not quite. But it's kind of like what I was saying before. And Owen Benjamin, the man who will not be named Voldemort. I don't even know what the fuck he's doing now. But by the way, did, did point. you see? Have you seen there's like a he, compilation? He, where is he? There's a compilation of clips where you like a lot of these jokes like that uh, Chappelle did about the LGBTQ stuff. Like were, were actually Owen Benjamin jokes that he maybe made. Like, maybe a year Owen's too writing early. for maybe he's writing for Chappelle or Chappelle just. Does what a lot of comedians knows that he's dead and nobody will ever find him again. Yeah, I don't think he's like a a Carlos Mencia. Chappelle is too smart. No, no. I mean, it's just, well, there's similar trains of thought, too. But I I had said this on Benjamin had said this. You know, these chicks, they all them out there saying, oh, me too. And none of them. I I actually reached out to him months and months ago. He never got back to me. I I honestly doesn't have the Internet anymore. Never mind. (laughs) Oh, probably not. He's got to rub chickens together to get electricity. So. Anyway, I I had made this point though that all these chicks that are you know hashtag me tooing Reese Witherspoon and all these other successful chicks, they went along with this shit for years. They're just as complicit as Harvey Weinstein because they went along and fed him and they got their success and they might have done whatever it was, but they accepted it along with it and got made into superstar millionaires. And it's like I'm sorry, you can't have it both way. You got to either out him or you don't get the benefit. They want or to you quit without the about quo. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah like I checks, man. Yeah, like I don't want to slut shame, but like you can't tell me that Reese Witherspoon got far because of her superb acting, nor her great looks. No, I mean it explains. Something. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm still amazed that Ryan, uh, what's his face, uh, who's the guy from that Sarah Michelle Geller movie where he's banging his stepsister. Great film. Great film. Cruel Intentions, but I forget his last Cruel name. Ryan Felipe. Thank you. Ryan Felipe. Felipe. What the fuck did he, what was he doing marrying Reese Witherspoon? What kind of magic does she have? What kind of what kind of uh, widow's pussy hex did she put on herself to get him? Doesn't make sense to me. Well, he knew she got the Weinstein crown and he wanted to hitch, hitch himself with that wagon. Price That's true. Once you, you want Weinstein. Babe, I need the... you to go back to Harvey's house. I need another BMW. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Just go oh. over for another night. All right. Yeah, this is this hour went very quick. Are you guys up to do a little fifteen minute bonus That's how show? Fun we are sure. Why not? Well, let's do All right. It. Well, the rest of you don't get to hear it, but to wrap this up, guys, listen to Burning Daylight from our buddy Matt McKinley, famous cowboy to the stars, aka uh, probably nobody of note, but still a legitimate cowboy riding around doing podcast in Nevada, talking libertarian shit. It's very entertaining and very unique show. Check that out. Otherwise, listen to me and Mark and Rico, and sometimes even Remzo on the Lions of Liberty Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash Lions of Liberty or lionsofliberty.locals. And, of course, check out the show Too Hot for Reddit Ads, the boring podcast, which is amazing. And, uh, gentlemen, why don't you tell them about your uh, your dork podcast and Remzo about the other thing you do over at, uh, what is that, Spangles, uh, Spangles Closet? Is that the network you're on? You're just mad because you're not part of the cult. Remzo, take the it all. You're the cult pitch man. or which cult? Which cult? There's a lot of cults. Which one are you talking about? Go ahead. The fun one. The fun one. We've got Kool-Aid. Uh, go oh, ahead okay. and subscribe right now because time might end tomorrow. We don't know. Second Print Comics. It's available every Wednesday with Mark and I. We do deep dives into the comics, events, and characters you love for newbies and comic book collecting nerd veterans in the process. You can go ahead and check out all that and more at secondprintcomics.com. And while you're at it, you love me. And if you don't, you can fuck off. On the Run with Remzo W. Martinez, available 
everywhere across Al Gore's amazing internet every Monday and Thursday. <laughs> there you have it. And of course, Indeed, subscribe, listen to all of us. What, Mark, you have something to add? No, I was just saying, yeah, Remzo nailed it. I, I have nothing else to say. Goodbye. I think as much. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Share the show. Tell a friend. Uh, kiss your mom for me. From me, Brian McWilliams, from Mark Claire, from Remzo Martinez, and from Electric Liberty Land, always stay plugged in to liberty. Adios. Adios.